I considered most technical activity a nuisance, a disturber of concentration during the creative process, but, well, merely as a matter of expediency. I was, therefore, virtually a one-man studio. From the moment of entering and locking myself in, I was absolute master of my universe. I could bring together all the vision and sound I desired. You need footage, I can hear some of you saying. True. But if I hadn't any, I went and got it. You can be sure I was completely self-contained. Given time and patience, and a lot of patience is needed in this game, I could achieve anything I wanted. What I actually had to do for NPB was relatively simple. I could have done far less had I wished, for NPB were not interested in artistic refinements. In fact, I opted for a more creative logo than needed and set to work with the following plan in mind. I'd have A, black space, followed by B, materializing stars, followed by C, one growing star transposing into a moon-sized orb, D, enlarging, E, becoming planet Earth, F, approaching with a green diamond shape appearing on the planet's surface, G, turning into the island of Singapore, H, out of which would blow up the letters NPB. After a few days, I'd achieved this, but to a modest degree, not wishing to draw NPB's attention to the time-consuming factor. One item particularly had taken me hours to finish. I had to spin a cutout of planet Earth, run over to camera, shoot and zoom, and all that after having dashed into the control room to release pause and go into record. Unfortunately, they had no remote controls at NPB, among other things. Well, now I was ready to mix in sound. William Walton's first symphony. I patched the audio cassette line in, set my pre-roll video at minus five, and away she went. Audio inset work is easy. Since all filming can be called optical illusion, the last thing one expects while engaged in this sort of work is uh, an optical illusion. As Walton's blazing brass zoomed the viewer into a head-on collision with Earth, I saw that something was not as it should have been. I went straight to black. I checked my source tape. Okay. Patch jacks. Uh -huh. Entry point. Yes, all right. No A and B roll, so that was okay. Uh, finally, I checked the master. The dropout was where it should be. No loss of signal otherwise. Well, I set my entry point one frame back, reset my audio together with source tape on player one, I set pre-roll at minus seven just in case, and we were off. There it was again. I went to black. I prefer that to setting an exit point. I rolled back to E the dissolve point from luminous orb to planet Earth. There was no question about it. It was a reflection of myself, which I, I must have inadvertently brought in when playing around with two cameras, one of which was shooting into the monitor and the other was feeding through chroma key. From what I could discern, my shape could be seen from behind in a crouching position as planet Earth arrived at close-up. I supposed I must have crouched while fiddling around with something or other, and possibly one camera I'd set in motion had shot a back view of me reflected in the monitor. 
It wasn't so bad. Just needed a new cut-in on source tape a little further back. That was all. I then could settle the whole thing with a video insert. About an hour later, I'd finished and set up the audio again for a drop-in. Off we went. As planet Earth came into a close-up in a slow, dolly effect, the planet seemed to partially dissolve of its own cord. And I could see myself crouching in a loose shot, obviously bending over something and looking into it. I imagined it to be the monitor. But what was now soaking my clothes, in spite of the studio air conditioning unit I'd switched on,